I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special Surpass Community Podcast. I'm your host for today, Ben Brady. This episode features a recording of a presentation given at the SPAS conference earlier this year, uh, October 2020. This episode today features a recording of the presentation given by Liberty Munson, the senior psychometrician at Microsoft Worldwide Learning. The full presentation is available at conference.sapass.com and we would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so once you've listened to the podcast, please become a part of this SPAS community by joining us for future digital events and subscribing to the mailing list at surpass.com slash signup. Finally, we would like to thank all of our contributors for the conference. It has been an absolutely amazing conference. We've had some wonderful feedback this year. Uh, in the interest of transparency, presentations are created independently by our speakers. And as such, the views expressed by speakers do not necessarily reflect those of BTL Group Limited or the Surpass team. So just to clarify, um, this is the audio taken from the original presentation at the conference. We've put it into podcast format because we know that a lot of you find this more accessible and have more chance to listen at home. If you do have any questions or would like to see slides, then again, they can be seen at conference.surpass.com. But I will now hand over to our speaker. Hello, today I would love to talk to you about some of the ideas I have related to how technology can shape the future of assessment and the possibilities that we could uh, imagine with the advances that technology is opening up for us. So transformation is ultimately necessary. We will need to find new audiences to transform our businesses. And the growth of the cloud is not only making computing and technology more prevalent, it is also substantially increasing computing power as we start to leverage this increased power, artificial intelligence is becoming more common in technologies that we use every day. As a result, the cloud is fundamentally changing the way we interact with the world. Through the power of the cloud, AI, machine learning, and associated technologies will fundamentally change how we think about skills validation and assessment design, development, and delivery. The advances in technology are an opportunity for us to challenge the status quo around assessment. They will allow us to innovate. How can we, as assessment developers, leverage the power of the cloud and technology to more accurately measure skills and create higher fidelity in the assessment process? Throughout history of psychometric assessment, we have relied heavily on structured responses, such as multiple choice questions on tests, because these types of questions are easy to score, making the assessment process scalable, but they are artificial, low fidelity evaluations of skills. Technology, however, is creating opportunities to think differently about the questions we ask, how we ask them, and how we evaluate responses. As an example, here are just some of the examples of technologies that are emerging that could be harnessed to change the world of assessment. Machine learning, cognitive services, and artificial intelligence will form the basis of how we think about skills assessment in the future. With artificial intelligence, computers can perform tasks that normally require human intelligence. They understand what they see and can communicate in natural language, answer complex questions, and interact with their environment. 
Machine learning and cognitive services are part and parcel to AI. As an example of the increasing pace of technology, companies are now starting to think beyond AI to this concept of ambient intelligence. Ambient intelligence allows people to complete everyday activities in an intuitive way using information and intelligence derived from a network of coordinated devices. Think of this as if the internet of things. As these devices grow smaller and become more connected and integrated into our environment, the technology powering them becomes transparent with only the user interface remaining perceivable by people in those environments. So the world is changing quickly. How do we leverage these advances to better drive skills assessment? It starts with job task analysis, position analysis, competency analysis, whatever you want to call it. That process you follow to identify the critical tasks that need to be completed to successfully perform a job and the skills needed to accomplish those tasks. Leveraging telemetry, we can truly understand how people are performing their jobs. Today, we rely on often unreliable subject matter experts to help us define the job role, task performed, and skills and, uh, and abilities needed for success. However, research consistently shows that true experts in a job often forget to include some of the basic tasks that they perform or even what it was like when they were starting in the role, resulting in a list of skills and abilities that misses some of the critical job tasks that we should be evaluating in our exams. If we use telemetry to understand what people are really doing in their jobs and align that to their skill level, we will have a better understanding of what we should be assessing on our skills to determine competence. We will understand the criticality and importance of each task through a data-driven process rather than the, the subjective nature of SME-driven consensus. Constantly monitoring this telemetry will help us identify new and emerging tasks and skills that need to, are needed for success and inform us on when to add those skills into our assessment process. This would also help us identify the frequency with which tasks are performed and their outcomes when they're not performed correctly. Further, it can help us move beyond simple skills assessment to building a learning into what we do every day by identifying common mistakes and providing learning opportunities in the moment. This is not to say that we will no longer need subject matter expert input into identifying critical skills and abilities. They will be involved in refining those skills that we identified through telemetry into something coherent that we can use for training and assessment development. By building a job, analysis on telemetry, though, we will have a much more accurate foundation for our skills evaluation process. Not only will telemetry help us quickly identify emerging tasks and skills and identify important but infrequent tasks, it will allow us to redefine what competence means by helping us better understand aspects of skills that have largely been ignored, such as elegance and efficiency of solutions, the quality of the outcome, the speed of implementation, or the quality of a problem solved, and so on. Prior to COVID-19, there was a fair amount of criticism and skepticism about the assessment industry, and the pandemic has brought this sentiment into starker relief. As an example, many people who have been opposed to the assessment um, are seeing this as an opportunity to opt out on a grand scale. See the recent decision in California that they will no longer require the ACT or SATs, the, some core uh, college entrance exams in their college application process by 2025. The risk that COVID has magnified include the risk that our audience will decide that objective measurement is irrelevant, easily replaced, or doesn't provide sufficient benefit for the associated costs. In addition, our reliance on 
our current item formats, development process, analytics, test delivery, and psychometrics that have not evolved to accommodate today's technologies, big data, and reduction in the importance of recall and the increasing importance of non-knowledge-based skills will undermine the testing industry. To address these risks, we need to understand the customer needs deeply and create appropriate assessments. Multiple choice questions, quite honestly, do not meet this need. So we must reimagine how we assess knowledge, skills, and abilities, and it may start with rethinking how we ask our questions. As an example, a relatively non-technical improvement in the item creation process is one that is used as the backbone for the automated item generation, AIG. To be effective, this approach emphasizes cognitive models and mapping, and this is an approach that more testing programs should embrace because it fundamentally changes the way that SMEs think about skills and abilities being assessed, how those skills might be demonstrated, what's important, and what's incidental. Essentially, item writers create a cognitive model by isolating what it is they are exactly trying to assess and different ways that those attributes could be presented or evidenced. This might include information such as what are the important versus incidental variables and what a correct answer should include. This in turn results in more relevant questions, increasing not only psychometric validity, but face validity of the assessment. While you can apply this logic to the item writing process without really needing any technological advances to truly deliver these types of questions effectively, advanced technology is obviously required. Alternately, we have what Cavian's calling their smart items concept. The goal of smart items is to reduce the size of an item bank to ideally one item per objective or skill, competency, or ability. This one smart test question covers the skill completely, prompting examinees to study the material more thoroughly and deeply. Assessment development can also change radically. Imagine a tool that reads text, watches videos, completes tutorials, and then identifies the instructional nature of the content and its key concepts to build a series of questions to assess someone's understanding, skill, or ability in only a few minutes or sec seconds. This goes beyond the concept of automatic item generation or even that idea of smart ideas, smart items, which has been around uh, for several years, to the idea of automatic on-the-fly assessment development experience. Think about how work in your organization has changed in a virtual world in the wake of COVID-19. For example, your employees are certainly having more interactions via email, chat, or text. How has this changed the dynamic of those interactions? Other than virtual meetings, how else has your work that your employees do changed? Have your assessments, be it for selection, training, and development purposes, changed to reflect this new reality? Are your assessments evaluating the skills needed to be successful in a virtual world? In most cases, our current testing models are not flexible enough to accommodate disruptive changes that fundamentally change the job. We need to think differently about our approach to assessment development and imagine a world where we could do that on the fly. Ultimately, to prevent the risk that people will begin to see assessment as irrelevant, we need to create experiences that match their expectations in a world where technology is embedded in all that they do. Taking a multiple choice assessment is old school, if I may use that pun. Leveraging technology, we can deliver assessments that are more interactive in nature, either through interviews with bots or through more reliable and scalable scoring of verbal and written responses. 
We could even design a create your own adventure type of assessment that is based on personal needs or known strengths and weaknesses. Virtual reality and similar technologies that immerse the candidate in the experience will have more fidelity and feel less like a test than multiple choice questions. In addition, advances in technology enable us to think differently about how we are evaluating skills such as collaboration, communication, writing, especially if we consider the types of data we can capture in a virtual world. As long as we are intentional about the data we collect, we can design an evaluation that is based on meaningful patterns of behaviors that help us better understand the test takers' engagement, collaboration abilities, and communication styles. One example of how a company is leveraging the ubiquity of technology and increasing use of digital assistance is OpenEyes Technologies. Recognizing the people want convenient assessment solutions that happen where they are, they are working on an AI natural language data collection platform for assessment, surveying, and employment screening. This solution is designed not so, so that not only will test takers, be it students, job applicants, or someone seeking a certification or license, need not leave the comfort of their own homes or offices, they won't even need to sit in front of a computer to take the assessment. The digital assistant will ask the questions and the test taker will respond verbally. The assistant will note the answer and move to the next question. Imagine the possibilities. Holographic computers such as HoloLens enable users to engage with digital content and interact with holograms. They blend physical objects and environments with 3D data, helping to increase engagement with and evaluation of abstract concepts. From an assessment perspective, mixed and virtual reality opens the door for assessing concepts that are too difficult or too dangerous to test in traditional ways. Further, it is an immersive, engaging experience that allows you to really see how someone would react in a variety of situations, increasing the fidelity of the evaluation process. One cool example of how this is happening is with Cisco's leveraging their virtual reality and their certification through their Be the Router, Be the Switch, etc. exams. Cognitive services and related technologies leverage powerful algorithms to see, hear, speak, understand, and interpret our needs using natural methods of communication, including emotion and sentiment detection, um, image, image and speech recognition, language understanding, and semantic engines. This will make it easier and more accurate to assess soft skills that are critical importance to organizations. Plus, they improve and automate the localization of our assessment content. These services allow testing programs to move from structured response assessment questions to assessment processes that are more open-ended in nature, such as interviews, written documentation, portfolio reviews, projects, etc., in a scalable, repeatable, cost-effective way. If we are intentional in identifying the data that is critical to understanding engagement, collaboration, communication, cognitive services opens up a whole new world for how we think about soft skills assessment. Finally, technology is allowing us to think about other ways to assess relevant skills and abilities indirectly. Could something that evaluates physiological measures such as eye modeling of eye movement, keystrokes, et cetera, be a good predictor of communication and other soft skills that today we are evaluating in low-tech ways? Maybe the Canadian Medical Board is currently doing research uh, that is promising on this idea. Let's talk a little bit about how technology can move assessment delivery beyond computer adaptive testing. 
probabilistic modeling allows computers to consider uncertainties and estimate the likelihood of a test taker will complete a task um, or answer a question correctly. Leveraging technology, we can take computer adaptive testing one step further and present the right task or the right question at the right time to determine competence more quickly and potentially foster an ongoing learning journey. But more about that in a minute. This would be a more effective approach to computer adaptive testing because it would optimize the item pool more efficiently. Going one step further, imagine a tool that is generating items real time during the assessment process based on the skills that the test taker has demonstrated up to that point. Every exam is unique, accurate, and more efficient evaluation of skills. COVID-19 has changed the way we think about assessment delivery in and of itself. Pre-COVID, many testing programs were resistant to online or uh, remote proctoring. With the move to work and play at home, for business continuity reasons, many testing programs jumped into the online proctoring world. The resistance to online proctoring was based on perceived security concerns of these types of deliveries. The belief that test centers are the gold standard when it comes to security is misguided and, as such, fails to recognize that cheating in test centers, too. It's a sad fact that if someone wants to cheat, he or she will do so regardless of the test delivery modality. So let's talk a little bit about how advances in technology improve the security of our assessments. Through technology, we can make exams more secure. Data forensics has shown us that we can identify bad behavior by following the data and advances in technology only increase what we can learn from the footprint people leave behind when they take exams, or even while they are in the midst of taking an exam. Eventually, we will be able to develop exams on the fly, as I mentioned a moment ago, but we can go further. We know that proctors are expensive and, unfortunately, sometimes corrupt. So this begs the question of why we even have humans involved in the proctoring process at all. Technology will allow us to employ machines as proctors.